Hello and welcome to the First Stand Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown, and it is officially off-season football. And in today's episode, we are going to have an AFC team off-season needs list. We're going to look at each and every team within the AFC conference and just look at what are their off-season team needs. What can they do to improve their rosters to make a run at a Super Bowl next season? We're not going to get in-depth as far as specific moves We'll have a later episodes where we look specifically team by team at, you know, cap space, potential cap casualties, all those different types of moves that they could make. Today's episode is a little more generic, just specifically looking at positions they could improve upon and what is needed for them to make a run next season. Want to get right into it, looking first at the AFC North. We're going to start with the Cleveland Browns, and to me... This is a team that has a ton of potential. The Browns roster has a lot of young players who have to excite you, whether it's defensive back Denzel Ward, you've got a running back duo of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The offensive line is arguably one of the best lines in football with guys like Jack Conklin, Joel Petonio, Wyatt Teller, Treader, and Jed Wills. I mean, it's a great unit. Really, the question to me starts with, does the Cleveland Browns, do the Cleveland Browns think Baker Mayfield is their long-term answer at quarterback? If he is, this offseason gets exponentially easier. If he's not, then we have to have some serious conversation. In my opinion, the Browns cannot definitively say Baker is or isn't the guy. So based off of this offseason team needs, we are operating under the assumption that Baker still has the potential to be the guy. That's why, specifically, in my opinion, the Cleveland Browns have to address the wide receiver position. You cut Odell Beckham during the season. Rashard Higgins has just never taken the next step, whether it's, you know, lack of usage or not being used properly. Whatever it may be, he's not taken the next step that the Browns need him to take. Anthony Schwartz and Donovan Peoples-Jones, they have potential, but they're neither one of them are number one or number two guys in the NFL. And there's a lot of question about will Jarvis Landry be back. To me, the Browns need to get wide receiver depth. They also need to look at the linebacker position. You know, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa was a great draft pick. He played really well for them. But what is opposite him? Anthony Walker is an upcoming free agent. Sione Takitaki has not played well. Linebacker is a position they need to look to upgrade. Also need to look at the interior defensive line, Malik Jackson. He did not play well at all this year. Malik McDowell off the field issues his career more than likely over. They've got to get interior defensive line help. Also need to look at a edge rusher opposite Miles Garrett. Jadavian Clowney did all right, but did he play good enough that he's going to get a bigger deal this offseason? Need to at least look at edge rusher opposite Miles Garrett. Moving on, taking a look at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, another team. Is Lamar Jackson the long-term answer? I know that sounds silly given the fact that Lamar Jackson is a MVP caliber quarterback. He won an MVP. But the Ravens have not given him the extension yet. They have not given him the long-term extension that we saw Josh Allen get last offseason, that we saw Patrick Mahomes get, you know, the offseason prior. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, they got their deals. Lamar Jackson has not gotten his deal. And coming off an injury-plagued season this past season, it makes me wonder if the Baltimore Ravens are not going to force Jackson to play out on the fifth-year option and show them that he is the guy. Again, 
Under this offseason team need model, we are assuming that the Ravens feel confident in Lamar Jackson, that he is their guy, that they're going to, you know, build around him. And to me, again, this is kind of going to be a theme. Wide receiver, a huge need. Marquise Brown took a step forward, but still is not a number one wide receiver. Spent a first round pick last year on Rashad Bateman. He was injured a ton this past season. A lot of potential there. Sammy Watkins was so-so. They need to get wide receiver depth. Guys like James Prochet and Devin Duvernay, they're not going to cut it. Need to get some wide receiver depth. Also, I think tight end two. Obviously, you have one of the best tight ends in football with Mark Andrews. What you have behind him, you know, we're not that far removed from where the Baltimore Ravens had Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst. You had guys like Crockett Gilmore. They had a great tight end room. Nick Boyle is considered one of the best blocking tight ends in football. You know, they need to get a little bit better depth at the tight end position. Also, think you got to look at right tackle. You traded Orlando Brown this past offseason. Right tackle was kind of a revolving door this past season. Need to look at upgrading that. On the defensive side of the football, secondary, you got guys who are getting older, guys who are moving on, looking specifically at guys like Jimmy Smith, interior defensive line, and linebacker. Patrick Queen has not played great. He's getting into year three now, and we have not seen very good football from Patrick Queen yet. So I think the Baltimore Ravens need to continue to look at the linebacker position which used to be one of the easiest. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens back when they had Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis, you just knew that the Baltimore Ravens had the best linebackers in football. It's no longer the case. I think they have to address that. Looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously the big question is quarterback. What are they doing at quarterback? We saw their GM, Kevin Colbert, he comes out and says, you know, if we had to start the season right now, we think Mason Rudolph can be quarterback number one. I disagree. I think anybody who's watched football disagrees. Mason Rudolph is not a quarterback number one. He's a fringe quarterback number two at this point. If Mason Rudolph is your backup quarterback, you're probably not feeling very great. So, no, they need to address the quarterback position. They also need to address the offensive line. Ben Roethlisberger got absolutely annihilated in his final season in Pittsburgh. they got to fix, specifically on the offensive line, they have to fix at least three-fifths of the O-line this offseason. You can't fix all five positions in one offseason, and I don't think they have to you know, rush to fix all five because there were multiple rookies playing, whether it was Kendrick Green at center, the rookie at Illinois, Dan Moore at tackle out of Texas A&M. You had a lot of young guys playing on the offensive line. If you want to give them a second season, that's fine, but you do have to upgrade over certain guys. I think guys like Kevin Dotson has shown he may not be it. Guys like Trey Turner. Trey Turner's been in the NFL for a while now. What you saw from Trey Turner, it's probably not getting better there at right guard, so you need to upgrade there. Chuck's a core four at right tackle, another one I think you could look to upgrade at. Need to upgrade the offensive line. Linebacker positions, another one I think they could upgrade. Devin Bush, the former first-round pick. He's been injured a ton and just has not played tremendous football. I think you could look to upgrade there. He could potentially be a cap casualty. Um, the secondary, you got guys like Joe Hayden who are going to be free agents. I think you got to make some moves at corner as well. Wide receiver could be a potential, I know. It looks like they have a good wide receiver group, but Juju Smith-Schuster is an upcoming free agent. Deontay Johnson took a step forward. Could he fill Smith-Schuster's you know, role if Smith-Schuster departs? I think wide receiver is going to be a position of need. And tight end number two, Pat Fryermuth has established himself as a solid tight end in the NFL. I'm going to guess that gives the Steelers the ability to move on from Eric Ebron this offseason. So what do you do at tight end number two? 
Again, it's going to be important because we are going to assume that at some point Pittsburgh is going to have to develop a young quarterback, and we know tight ends are young quarterbacks' best friends. Tight end number two is going to be very important to that Pittsburgh Steeler offseason. Looking at the Cincinnati Bengals, they were just in the Super Bowl. They came within three points of winning the Super Bowl. So what does Cincinnati need to fix to get back? The easy answer is the offensive line. Joe Burrow was sacked 70 times this season, combining the regular season and the postseason. When you look at the offensive line, left tackle, you know, I like Jonah Williams enough to bring him back next year. Right tackle, you got to fix it. Isaiah Prince cannot be your starting right tackle next season. You look at right guard, Hakeem Adeniji and Jackson Carmen. They didn't do anything to make me feel like either of them should be starting next year. Got to upgrade there. Center, I know Trey Hill was a rookie out of Georgia, but you got to upgrade it. He played horribly this season and then left guard Quentin Spain I think again you can upgrade that position four-fifths of that offensive line to me you need to be willing to upgrade looking at the secondary I like guys like Jesse Bates I like what Mike Hilton did I even like Cheetah Bay Awuzier, but I think there's depth in that secondary you can upgrade from Vernon Hargraves he's gone obviously Eli Apple, I think, needs to be gone. I think you need to upgrade both of those positions. Looking at the defensive line, you're going to have to upgrade the interior of the defensive line. B.J. Hill was brought over in a trade. Larry Ogunjobi, an upcoming free agent. Interior D-line and rotational pass rushers. Trey Hendrickson was a huge hit. Sam Hubbard has been a solid player for them. What do you have behind that depth-wise is going to be important. And then again, tight end two. C.J. Uzama is an upcoming free agent. Are you going to bring him back? And what do you have behind C.J. Uzama because Drew Sample the former second round pick just has not done enough to make me feel like he is your best option at tight end two there's been some rumors that Rob Gronkowski would be interested in playing with the Cincinnati Bengals I like the move I think Gronk and Burrow would play very well together but I don't think you should go out this offseason if you're the Bengals and spend a ton of you know your cap space and bringing in a Rob Gronkowski. If Gronk will come in for cheap, do it all day. But if Gronk wants a big deal, you can do better with the capital you have available this offseason. Moving on to the AFC South, starting with the Indianapolis Colts. Again, the Colts are one of those teams that have to decide is Carson Wentz the quarterback they want to move into next season with. In this in this version, we are going to assume that Carson Wentz is there mainly because I'm not sure the Indianapolis Colts have a path forward where they can definitively upgrade from Carson Wentz. You don't have a first-round pick next year. You traded that to Philadelphia to bring in Carson Wentz, so you don't have a first-round pick to trade to go get a guy like a Kirk Cousins or a Derek Carr. So in my opinion, you cannot definitively get better than Carson Wentz, so you stick with Carson Wentz. You don't... I mean. In the second round, when they when their first pick comes up in the second round, they're not going to draft a quarterback. Even if a guy like Carson Strong from Nevada is there, it would make no sense for the Indianapolis Colts to spend that pick when they have glaring needs on the roster already. They need a wide receiver opposite Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman played really good football this past season. What do they have opposite him? Have to look there. They've got some nice guys. Ashton Doolin, the former Malone pioneer, has been a great special teamer for them and has done some things as a deep threat, but you, I mean, he is what, a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, maybe? Zach Pascal's maybe a wide receiver four, five, again, like I said. T.Y. Hilton, who's been with the Colts forever, he's an upcoming free agent. They've got to look to get better depth at wide receiver. Edge rusher, they spent their first two draft picks last year on edge rushers, taking Quiddy Pay out of Michigan and then Deo Adengbo out of Vanderbilt. 
I think you can still upgrade to edge rusher. Obviously, Dale was coming off the torn Achilles, so we didn't see a ton of him this past season. Quiddy Pay, though, did hit, and it looks like Quiddy Pay is going to be a solid pick for them. I think you still have to get depth at edge rusher, though, because remember at one point, the Indianapolis Colts had two of the best edge rushers in football back when they had Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. So, got to look at the edge rushers. I think they also have to look at the secondary. They've thrown a lot of capital at the secondary. You know, recently they took Rakia Sin in the second round, the corner out of Temple. He has been so-so at best. They brought in Xavier Rhodes last year, the longtime Minnesota Viking. Do they bring him back? How does that look? Got to look at the secondary. And then also left tackle. They were a little surprised by Anthony Costanzo's retirement last offseason. They went out and they brought in Eric Fisher, the former number one overall pick of the Kansas City Chiefs. Fisher played all right for them, but he's going to be a free agent this offseason. Do they bring him back on a long-term deal? Or do they look to upgrade at left tackle? Have to answer that. That is the Indianapolis Colts. Looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars, it would be very easy to say the Jacksonville Jaguars need to upgrade almost everything. But I don't think it's that simple. I think the Jaguars do have some things to work around, and it starts with the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback you can build around. I like their running back room with a combination of James Robinson and Travis Etienne. I like that running back room. I think there's pieces on this roster that are nice. I think LaVisca Chenault is a solid complimentary wide receiver. However, I do think they need to get a true number one wide receiver. They have to go out and get a true number one wide receiver. It's not that long ago Jacksonville had a wide receiver room with guys like Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. You need a wide receiver room that at least resembles that. You don't want to go in next year with your wide receiver room being a combination of LaVisca Chenault, Tavon Austin, and Marvin Jones again. You don't want that happening. I think you also got to look to upgrade at tight end. We've talked about it already. Tight end is a huge help to a young quarterback in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence didn't have good tight end play last year. I think you got to go out and upgrade the tight end position. Offensive line is going to be another need. They've got several starting offensive linemen hitting free agency. I don't think they bring Cam Robinson back. He played on the franchise tag this past season. I think Brandon Linder is obviously a solid center for them. What do they do at positions like that? So offensive line is going to be a huge need. I think interior D-line and edge rusher are places they could upgrade as well. Guys like Taven Bryan, former first-round pick, probably gone. Caleb on Chason has not really hit yet. He's more of just a speed rusher, which is what we thought when he was coming out. We knew he was just a speed rusher. The Jaguars, I think, were hoping he would develop beyond just being a speed rusher which has not happened secondary obviously as well in the same draft that they drafted chase on in the first round they drafted corner cj henderson out of florida they already traded him to the carolina panthers so he's gone so secondary is still going to be a massive need for the jacksonville jaguars a lot of needs there you look at the tennessee titans the titans were a good football team they were the number one seed in the afc this past season so you feel like okay you know sure up here and there and you should be all right but they have some needs that have to get addressed. I think for one, wide receiver three. You have Julio Jones, you have A.J. Brown, but what did you have after that? You didn't really have a great third receiving option. You got to get a wide receiver three this offseason. You got to bring in a tight end. When they lost Jonu Smith, when Jonu Smith left last offseason to go to New England, that offense looked way different this year. They got to get bring in a tight end. 
Edge rusher, I think, again, is a position of need. They spent a lot of money to lure Bud Dupree away from Pittsburgh. Bud Dupree was a bust. He just got arrested here recently for uh, misdemeanor assault. So we'll see what comes of that. I think edge rusher needs to be a position they look at. Also think they need to look at the secondary. They cut Adoree Jackson. He was somewhat of a cap casualty last offseason. You know, they have former second-round pick out of LSU, Christian Fulton. Does he take the step forward to become, kind of fill that Adoree Jackson role? I think those are some positions you could look at. Also, right tackle depth. You know, Jack Conklin left to go to Cleveland a couple seasons ago. Then you thought maybe Dennis Kelly, who had been kind of a swing tackle to that point, you thought maybe Dennis Kelly would take the step forward. He didn't. Ended up in Green Bay this past offseason. So what do they do at that position? Could... You know, obviously, they spent a second-round pick last year on Dylan Radens, the tackle out of North Dakota State. Does he take the step forward you need him to take? And then we got to talk about Ryan Tannehill. Tennessee has come out and said Ryan Tannehill is their guy. They're sticking with Ryan Tannehill, no debate about it. There was rumors, would Aaron Rodgers potentially go to a team like Tennessee? You know, Tennessee has shot that down. They Ryan Tannehill is their guy. Well, if that's the case... I think there has to at least be some whispers about has Ryan Tannehill done enough to earn that kind of faith. That playoff performance has to leave, you know, throwing three interceptions in a divisional round game at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. It's going to leave a sour taste in Titans fans' mouths. So Tennessee's got some things they can work on. Looking lastly in the AFC South, we've got the Houston Texans. And to me, the Texans, it is as simple as just saying they need to fix everything. They need to look at the running back position. David Johnson, he was brought over in the DeAndre Hopkins trade. He's past his prime. I think you have to give Davis Mills a legitimate shot to be the quarterback there long term. Not sure it's going to happen, but it at least has to be an option. The offensive line needs to be fixed. You know, whether it's Tyus Howard, the former first-round pick out of Alabama State, he never really hit, never developed like they wanted him to. They were playing Charlie Heck, the former middle-round pick out of North Carolina. Again, it was kind of abysmal football from Charlie Heck this past season. So, need to look at upgrading the offensive line. Wide receiver, they've got some pieces I like. Obviously, Brandon Cooks, who doesn't love Brandon Cooks, but Brandon Cooks has been good for about a million teams. You got you to upgrade it up, the wide receiver position. They traded up in the third round last year to grab Nico Collins out of Michigan. You need to, say, you need to see Nico take that step forward to justify that trade. You've got to see on the defensive side of the football, former second-round pick, pick Rock, Ross Blacklock out of TCU. He's got to take a step forward. He was supposed to be a big piece for them to build around. It hasn't really happened. The secondary, you've got to see guys take steps forward. I think they can upgrade pretty much everywhere. Really, the only move they've made so far is they they gave Rex Burkhead an extension. That doesn't That's not a game-changer. He's a decent little you know, running back, a you know, third down back maybe, but they, the Texans could fix everything. Looking at the AFC East, we have the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, you got to fix the offensive line. I'm not going to have a conversation on Tua because I think the Dolphins have to give him a chance. They haven't given him a legitimate chance. He's had a terrible offensive line. Austin Jackson, the former first round tackle out of USC has been atrocious. Robert Hunt has been so-so. Solomon Kinley has been so-so. Jesse Davis has not been very good at all. They just they have bad offensive line play. The Dolphins could upgrade the offensive line everywhere. Running back is a position they could upgrade everywhere. Duke Johnson played decent for them after he was cut by the Texans last offseason. But is Duke Johnson the long-term answer at running back? 
got to figure that out. they got to look at edge rusher. Emmanuel Ogba has been their best edge rusher the last couple of seasons. Well, he's an upcoming free agent. And when Emmanuel Ogba is your best edge rusher, that just tells you your edge rushers aren't very good. They could look at upgrading linebacker. Andrew Van Ginkle was another one of their best edge rushers at the linebacker position. He's an upcoming free agent. What do they do with all those positions? I think that's very important. Secondary is one position they're actually pretty set at with guys like Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Noah Igbenogamy, the former first-round pick out of Auburn. I like a lot of their secondary, but the rest of the defense needs a lot of work. I think wide receiver three is another thing they could look at. They had brought in Will Fuller last year, the speed threat, the former Notre Dame fighting Irish. He's been hurt too much. Devontae Parker is still a great wide receiver. Jalen Waddell, he, he hit right away as a rookie. Wide receiver three is going to be really important, I think, for the development of Tua Tagovailoa. I think backup quarterback. Normally you don't talk about backup quarterback being an offseason team need, but for the Miami Dolphins it is because if Tua is not the guy, if Tua can't get it done, I think you have to bring in a backup quarterback who's competent enough that he challenges Tua right away. So he forces Tua to play his best football or else Tua knows he's going to be benched. I think that's a position of need as well. Looking at the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills are in a pretty good spot. I think wide receiver depth could be a little bit important. You got guys like Stephon Diggs. You got guys like Gabriel Davis. But Emmanuel Sanders, upcoming free agent, I think replacing a guy like him is going to be important. I think edge rusher is a position they could look at depth-wise because guys like Jerry Hughes are upcoming free agents. I think quarterback two. Cornerback two is probably the biggest need I see for them because you got Tredavious White. Tredavious White is one of the best corners in football. But at cornerback two, you have Levi Wallace. And Levi Wallace just gave up that massive play to Tyreek Hill in the divisional round that set the Chiefs up to hit Travis Kelsey for that walk-off touchdown in overtime. I think you got an upgrade from Levi Wallace. We've been saying it for a while. They've done things like they brought Josh Norman in, you know, two years ago to kind of compete with Levi Wallace. You finally have to bring someone in who can take Levi Wallace's job at cornerback too, move him down the depth chart. And the rest of it is just overall depth at different positions. Like we talked about, we already talked about wide receiver. We talked about corner, linebacker depth, always important. Never know what kind of injuries are going to happen there. I think offensive line depth as well. We have seen guys like Daryl Williams at right tackle play really good now for them for two years. But before that, Daryl Williams was a subpar tackle with the Carolina Panthers. So if Daryl Williams regresses, you need to have some depth there that you feel good about. I know Spencer Brown, the rookie out of Northern Iowa, and then Tommy Doyle, the rookie out of Miami of Ohio, were two guys that they liked. But do those guys take, they were more developmental guys. Do they take the steps forward that are going to be needed? And then backup quarterback again. Mitchell Trubisky was your backup this past season on a one-year deal. Do you look to bring him back? What kind of depth do you have there? Because this is a roster that can win now, and you don't want an injury to Josh Allen to just ruin your entire season. You want to have a competent enough, capable enough backup that if Josh Allen goes down, you can at least right the ship somewhat. Looking at the New York Jets the Jets are another team where it feels like almost everything could be a need. You look at defensive back, it's a bunch of, you know, former late round picks, whether it's, you know, Michael Carter out of Duke. It, I, I mean, can we really even name anyone after Michael Carter? That, that, that could get tough pretty quickly. I mean, you do have Ashton Davis, the safety out of Cal, Marcus May, upcoming free agent coming off a of torn Achilles. It's just a, it's a bad secondary. They could look to upgrade that all the way around wide receiver, Corey Davis, they gave a huge contract to. He got hurt. Denzel Mims, the former second-round pick out of Baylor, has 
underperformed. Got to look to upgrade there. Jamison Crowder, upcoming free agent, has been solid for them. Got to just look to upgrade that tight end position as well. Needs to be upgraded upon. Tackle, you brought in Morgan Moses. He played right tackle for you this past year. Do you bring him back or do you look to upgrade that? I think the running back position may be solved. They brought in Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina in the draft. He was pretty solid for them. LaMichael Pirine, also a solid back. So if they do a running back by committee, I'm okay with that. I feel like that's pretty solid. Edge rusher again. They need to look at edge rush help. Really, for the Jets, it's just a little bit of everything this offseason. Looking at the New England Patriots, wide receiver I think is going to be a team need as long as Bill Belichick is the head coach. Bill Belichick has shown an inability to scout wide receivers. He went and gave decent money to Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne last offseason. That didn't really pan out. Jacoby Myers took a step forward, and Jacoby Myers might be a decent number three wide receiver, but at times Jacoby Myers was being asked to be the number one wide receiver. I think they move on from Nikhil Harry, the former first-round pick out of Arizona State, and then you got guys like Gunnar Olszewski, the former undrafted free agent who has been primarily a return man. They got to upgrade the wide receiver position, got to get some depth at the wide receiver position, have to get a true number one at the wide receiver position. Also got to get some speed at linebacker. I would assume Dante Hightower retires. I hope Dante Hightower retires. He's just diminished. His talent has diminished. Then you got guys like Jawan Bentley, a former Vanderbilt Commodore who's been average at best. The linebacker position could be upgraded upon. You do have Kyle Van Noy there, but again, you got to get some speed there. And then defensive back, do they franchise tag J.C. Jackson? Do they let him walk? If they franchise tag him, you still got to get some depth there. They're playing a lot of undrafted free agents, second-round picks. You know, Devin McCourty's not getting any younger. We already saw Kyle Duggar have to step into the safety role with Patrick Chung retiring last offseason. I think you got to get some depth there. Then you got to talk about what you're going to do at left tackle. Is Isaiah Wynn the long-term answer, or do you need to have a contingency plan in case he moves on? All of that is going to be looked at, and then backup quarterback. You Last year, Brian Hoyer was your backup quarterback, and then Jarrett Stidham was in there as well when he came off the pup list. What do you do with backup quarterback? To me, they have to have a veteran quarterback who can help Mac Jones' development. A guy like Colt McCoy is a solid backup quarterback to me for a team like the New England Patriots. Lastly, looking at the AFC West, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs really are a team that is, their current roster is slated to contend for years to come. They have small needs. Right tackle is a position they could look to upgrade. If they don't feel like second-year tackle Lucas Niang, the former third-round pick out of TCU, if they don't like what he's giving them, you could look to upgrade that. I think wide receiver three is a position they need to upgrade. I think you got to get some wide receiver depth there. After Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you got guys like me, Cole Hardman, who's all right, Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle are so-so. A true wide receiver three who at times plays like a wide receiver two, I think that would be huge for Kansas City, I think. You can look at edge rusher. They brought in Melvin Ingram after you know with a trade middle of the season with Pittsburgh. Is he going to resign? You got to get some depth there. Do they cut Frank Clark, who's on a massive contract and has widely underperformed? 
again, that could be a possibility. So defensive line depth is another thing. We saw they just cut Anthony Hitchens, the linebacker. He was a cap casualty. I don't think that means that linebackers an offseason need because you have to remember they've spent some picks recently on linebackers, whether it's Willie Gay out of Mississippi State or last year's second-round pick Nick Bolton out of Missouri, who played really well for them this past season. So I don't think that makes linebacker a position of need. Looking at the Denver Broncos, the offensive line, I think you officially have to move on from Lloyd Cushenberry, the former seventh-round pick out of LSU. It just has not clicked. It's been two seasons, and it's been two terrible seasons. I think it's time to move on from him. Really, there's only two guys on the offensive line who I think definitively have jobs next season. That's last year's rookie, Quinn Miners, out of Wisconsin Whitewater. And I think Garrett Bowles, your left tackle, clearly he's going to be back. He's played pretty well. Especially now that the NFL doesn't call holding, Garrett Bowles is going to look like one of the best tackles in football. If the NFL goes back to calling holding, Garrett Bowles is going to look atrocious again. It's the, That is Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles holds, and if you can let Garrett Bowles get, Garrett Bowles get away with holding, he's going to be tremendous. So offensive line's a need. Defensive line is a need. Jonathan Cooper, the seventh-round pick out of Ohio State, he played pretty well last season, but you got to bring in other guys. The linebacker position, obviously you traded Von Miller. Bradley Chubb has been very good for them. You hope Baron Browning, the former fourth-round pick out of Ohio State, that he gets healthy, takes a step forward, and develops. But it'll be interesting to see what else they can bring in at that linebacker position and the defensive line position as well. And then quarterback. It appears that they've decided Drew Locke's not the guy. Teddy Bridgewater, free agent. What do they do at the quarterback position? Because right now, if it's not Drew Locke and it's not Teddy Bridgewater, your only other options are guys like former Boise State Bronco Brett Rippon. I don't think you want Brett Rippon playing unless Brett Rippon can convince his uncle Mark Rippon to come out of retirement and play for you because that's about all Brett's got going for him. So that's the Denver Broncos looking at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, again, offensive line, right tackle, has to get upgraded. You cannot watch Brandon Parker play right tackle again. Got to look at left guard, got to upgrade that. I think you can upgrade center and right guard as well. So really four-fifths of the offensive line has to get upgraded. Corner, Casey Hayward played really well for you, but he's a free agent. Do you bring him back or do you look to upgrade it? Linebacker, Denzel Perryman played really well, but I think they could bring in some other guys at the linebacker position to complement a Denzel Perryman. Safety, Jonathan Abrams, a former first-round pick out of Mississippi State. He's been a letdown. you got to bring somebody in to kind of, I think, challenge him, if not unseat him completely. You have to bring in a deep threat at wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson tried to fill the hole left by Henry Ruggs. You have to bring in a deep threat at wide receiver. I think running back is a position. What do you do? Kenyon Drake, does he come back? I think a running back by committee at this point with Josh Jacobs is a good thing. So I think RB2 is going to be important for the Las Vegas Raiders. And then backup quarterback as well. Marcus Mariota, upcoming free agent. What do they do at the quarterback position? Do they look to just bring back a guy like a Nathan Peterman and just fully say this is Derek Carr's job now? Or do they look to try and bring back a Mariota if he doesn't get any opportunities to compete for a starting job? Last but not least, looking at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are another team that are really, they're in a position to contend. They have a great offense. They have an elite quarterback with Justin Herbert. They need to get some interior defensive line help. Jerry Tillery never really took the step forward they were hoping for. 
and got to get some interior defensive line. Look, definitely think you'll see guys like Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt, both from Georgia, mocked to them a lot in upcoming mock drafts. I think also right tackle is a position of need. Brian Bulaga, the former Green Bay Packer, has been hurt a lot. Ode Abaji didn't. He played decent for them at right tackle, but you got to get a true lockdown right tackle because you've got the left tackle position solved. Rashawn Slater, the rookie tackle out of Northwestern, he played really well for them. So you've got left tackle solved. Now you got to solve right tackle. I think also tight end is a position they got to solve. Jared Cook played decent for them at tight end this past season, but he's a free agent. Do you bring a guy like Jared Cook back? I don't think it's necessary. I think if you're going to bring a guy like Jared Cook back, you might as well just go sign an Eric Ebron, the former Pittsburgh Steeler, Detroit Line, and Indianapolis Colt. You might as well sign a guy like him. Go bring in a guy like Eric Ebron. Bring in a tight end to contend. What do they do with guys like Mike Williams? Do they re-sign Mike Williams? Does he walk in free agency? If he walks, then you got to look at wide receiver opposite guys like Keenan Allen. Does Josh Palmer, the rookie out of Tennessee, does he take a step forward? What do they do at RB2 behind Austin Eckler? All of that is going to be important. I also think we have to begin to have the question, Derwin James, the former first-round safety out of Florida State, he is supremely talented when healthy. That when healthy caveat is a huge deal. He reminds me a lot of Bob Sanders, a former Indianapolis Colts safety, who was supremely talented when healthy. He just couldn't stay healthy. We're seeing that a lot with Derwin James. I think the Col- the Chargers have to begin to have the conversation. If Derwin James cannot stay healthy, do they need to have a contingency plan? They spent a second-round pick a couple seasons ago on Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. He's played decent for them at the other safety slot. What do they do with positions like that this offseason? But that is the AFC Team Needs podcast. We'll be back later this week with NFC Team Needs. We'll just be doing the same thing, talking about what do the NFC teams need. And then next week, we are actually going to get more in-depth with this and talk specifically team by team, looking at cap space, looking at potential cap casualties, trades they can make, draft picks they can make, free agents they should target. We'll get more in-depth with that next week. But until we talk again, guys, like I always tell you, subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast, and we'll see you later. Have a good one.